Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alamin, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulihil amin. Rabbishrah li sadri, wa yassir li amri wahlul uqtatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. Welcome all. You're listening to Hamza, Rahil and Shafiq. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of The Verbal Outpost, where we like to have an informal conversation about real topics. We'd also like you to take part to make sure you leave a comment or drop us an email on verbaloutpost at outlook.com and please share your thoughts. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Rabbi shrah li sadri wa yisalli amri wa ahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. And welcome back to the Verbal Outpost. I'm your host for today, Hamza. And as always, I've got my two wingmen with me, Rahil and Shafiq. Assalamu alaikum. And today we're going to be doing a show of two halves. So I'll be hosting the first half and Shafiq will be covering the second half, inshallah. So I'll tell you what, let's get straight into the first half then, because we don't have long, do we? So, I mean, my shows, they're typically, usually, when us three are talking, they're usually quite factual, I think, and sometimes can border on political, can be quite technical. Um, and I quite like to back things up with the data. But you know what, today I wanted to drift away from that slightly and talk about my opinion on something. This is just pure opinion. This is my opinion, what I think. Observations made by me. And unfortunately, it's my opinion on our community. And I believe it's a mentality that we have as a community, as Muslims in the UK. And I believe it, it harms us significantly. And I'll just give a very quick story and hopefully that frames what I'm talking about. So just last weekend, as a family, we went to a Muslim charity event and it was an absolutely lovely day the weather's at the, the sun's out it's about 24 25 degrees so if you're in the UK that's amazing weather if you're in Nottingham that's brilliant and this particular event it was in the countryside so lots of greenery beautiful but unfortunately that also means very tight roads as well Okay, so it started at 12 p.m. and we got there around 1 p.m. It's quite funny because at 1 p.m. you've still got some stall holders setting up who had just arrived. So we were attendees and you've got some people setting up stalls at 1 p.m. Um, I think possibly a little bit later than that as well. And the event was scheduled to finish at 4 is what they said. So I don't know whether it went on beyond that. But when we arrived we got stuck and had to wait for about 10 minutes because the roads had been blocked by other attendees and this formed a huge queue and it was just complete pandemonium there's no parking nobody can move because the roads are so tight and people people were just it was just crazy they just gone the wrong way and then trying to then reverse out of a one-way road and there's a whole queue of cars behind so all this happened anyway. We thought, all right, whatever. We, we waited for about 10 minutes and then got in. And then, yeah, enjoyed the event for about an hour. Came back out and there's literally people that had parked 
in front of a huge car park and blocked the whole entrance and exit point to that car park. And it was just so shockingly embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. And I, I didn't realize, I, I don't know whether I, it could be a case of I don't get out enough and I just don't realize these things. But I thought as a community we'd moved beyond things like that. I remember seeing things like that at certain mosques where the car park, you'd get people who would turn up very late and just block everybody in and then decide they want to pray extra nafal and decide they'll pray, do hold the hajjad and stick around and end up blocking the whole congregation in, into the mosque. I've not experienced this anywhere else. Right? You go to Asda, Lidl, Sainsbury's, Tesco, you go to a regular supermarket, you go to anywhere else. And this just does not happen. And I'm just using the parking as just one of many examples. It was just funny as well, because thankfully we had quite a small car. So we were able to maneuver out as we were leaving. Okay, but unfortunately, all the other BMWs and the Mercedes, which was probably about 80% of the cars apart from mine, they were all struggling. And all the cars blocking everybody, yeah, BMWs and Mercedes, all of them, well, most of them. And I just, it just got me thinking. And I just thought I really wanted, there's just something bothering me. And I was just trying to figure it out. What, what is, I mean, it's quite obvious what's bothering me. It's just a lack of professionalism because many of these people will be, and many of us as a community will be in professional jobs, in corporate jobs, where we don't do these things. But somehow when we are amongst others in the community, we just turn into, it, it, it turns into some village back home. Yeah, it turns into a village or a desert back home. And it's just very sad because I, I think really the lesson is that we need to, as a community, be much more professional. Um, and I think we've, we've got this opportunity to improve ourselves, okay? And I, I think if we, if we are working in professional jobs, or even if we're not, it doesn't matter. If we don't do these things outside, we should be maintaining that wherever we go. So it's just something that I want to get off my chest. Again, I'm kind of on my soapbox again. Have you guys experienced anything similar? Right? Because I, I've, I've not experienced this in years, and I was very surprised. I think for me, I'm a bit of a um, guy under the rock, so I don't go to these events a great deal myself, but... Uh, I think you mentioned obviously Juma uh, around the masjid, specifically around Juma and I guess Tarawih and, and, and whatnot. That's usually when I see parking getting a bit chaotic. I mean, one of the jokes that we usually have, um, me and my brother, when we go for Eid Salah, for example, is, oh, the parking attendants can have a, uh, a pretty good day today <laughs> because of that problem where, you know, people just uh, very careless with their parking, um, lack of consideration. Um, perhaps even a lack of preparation, which I think is perhaps one of the points you mentioned as well, uh, in terms of, you know, make sure they arrive, etc. Um, I mean, on the flip side, there is the, the angle you could take that, okay, was there a valid reason why? I mean, you, you know, you mentioned about the stores being set up late. Same example with the mustard people arriving late and whatnot. 
was there a valid reason why they were late or was it just down to I guess carelessness and laziness you know or I've got plenty of time kind of thing I mean this particular situation the only reason I mentioned the storeholders is because it's the event started at 12 and they were an hour late and for me I think being timely isn't it's I, I hate to be late and if you're later than five minutes I will normally message a person and apologize and say look I'm running a little bit late um, I'll be there roughly this time so just basic timekeeping. So I, 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 again, I mean, we can always make excuses, but this was. We're talking this was the majority of the stalls setting up late, like an hour. Oh no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold oh, on. Okay. Me, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just be clear. It wasn't the majority. The majority of stall. I, I just mentioned that sort of in passing, but the majority of the stall holders were there. They were present. They were sort of doing whatever mm. they were offering whatever service or product they were and they were on time um it was just the timekeeping and the parking and just the general um i think just the general mentality of being inconsiderate i think i have a real issue with and i just think having a level of privilege and i think also to an extent as especially if it's a Muslim event, as being representatives and ambassadors of Islam and Muslims, I feel like we can give a much better impression. And this is just basic akhlaq. It's just basic basic adab. Okay, it's it, it's not hard. It's not difficult to factor other people in, or you know, just to be on time. It just it, it's not it's not asking for too much. No, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. But I think for, for, for a lot of our community, when it comes to these particular things, you know, specifically outside of the professional environment, as you put it, um, those kind of um, practices, let's call it, kind of go to the back of the mind. So they probably know they should do it, but they don't give it as much importance as it perhaps deserves. I mean, I have. I don't seen, know why. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it before. I, I mean, I can't, I can't remember any exact um, sort of events or anything. But yeah, Amza, you know, with the sort of charity events, you do see the odd thing here and there. Where it could be that certain people you've invited to um, give a speech or whatnot, you know, they're very late. You know, so either they weren't organized enough to come on time, which is uh, holding the event. Uh, it could be a case of food that you've ordered to serve out to people. They're not on time or it's undercooked or it's just not organized very well. Um, so I have come across things like that. Sometimes is a valid excuse, um, which also Raheel's mentioned, and that happens. But you can sort of see in that mentality. And sometimes I have noticed that people who volunteer, who aren't getting paid to do something, those are the people that I feel aren't taking something as seriously as maybe they should. I think maybe they feel like, oh, I'm a volunteer. Okay, it's, it, it, yeah, it's, you know, it's all right. I can be a bit more relaxed with it. You know, I, I'm, it doesn't matter if you're a volunteer. If you've said you're going to do something, you, you should be there. You should be on time. You should yeah. do it professionally, as you say. But I think when those people think, oh, I'm just a volunteer, it's all right. You know, they can't hold me accountable to it you know i'm not getting paid to do this if i can get there i'll get there if i'm a bit late i'm a bit late i have seen that and i've worked for a charity before um alhamdulillah i'd like to think that the events that 
we held um, and we all run uh, we were also all professionals uh, running uh, these charity events Alhamdulillah generally I'd like to think they all went very well they were quite professional all the timekeeping and everything was really good sorry not timekeeping but it was all organized and according to time um, we didn't have any delays another thing I remember as well though is with weddings um, that happens a lot things being unorganized mm. I feel like oh my wife she likes she gets an invite it says one o'clock be there at one she's like look be there at one but we know that when someone says one o'clock at a wedding the wedding's not going to start till like two three hours later so I'm like look I'm not going to get there at one o'clock hang around for two hours before anything even starts mm. and we did it we went at one just because you know my wife said look we should be on time Muslim should be on time when well, she's right mm-hmm. got there on time but uh, and uh, you know I said look I told you and the wedding didn't start till like two uh, we were like the first ones there mm. wedding didn't start like two hours there I'm like look so on an invite they should either make it a lot more accurate with the time or I think that's or, a good point you mentioned. yeah it's just it is ridiculous mm. but it's like unfortunately everyone knows now I think all Muslims know look on the invite come late if the wedding's to start at one don't come until like half two three o'clock two hours later I almost feel like the the organizers, if you like, may even factor that in. So, you know, if, they, if, they, if they're going to put on their poster yeah. or their flyer or their invite, whatever, whatever it is, you know, 12 o'clock, the event's going to start. They're anticipating <laughs> yeah. that response that everybody's yeah. expecting. Okay, if it says 12 o'clock, that means it's going to start one, two ish. Therefore, we've got an extra two hours to start getting set up. Yeah. I think that mentality is there. And it's, it's a vicious cycle because. If the organizers are allowing that to continue and the attendees are allowing that to continue, then who's going to really break that cycle? Somebody has to break that cycle. And I feel like it should really be the event organizers. And when it starts from that point, the knock-on effect will be that the attendees will start to realize, actually, things are changing. If it says 12 o'clock, it means 12 o'clock now. Yeah. And and, do you know, that's a very good point because it, it's very it's very sad isn't it it's a, it's a vicious cycle do you know what it for what it's worth when we've had you know just like a small occasion at home and, and we've invited people over anybody that knows me knows that it's going to start on time the time that i give so, so so what i do is now i say food is going to be served at this time and then i have to and and and, and i feel awful saying this okay but I say, if you're late, you're going to miss the food. You're going to get cold food. So you turn up at this time. Otherwise, you're going to get cold food or you're going to miss it altogether because there's going to be nothing left. <laughs> okay, So I say, you need to be here at this time. And, you know, that sort of rubs people up the wrong way. So it's kind of if you take that approach, you know, it puts people off and you come across as um, a bit grating. So... It's a tough one, but it... You become the grumpy guy. (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know. But it's just because otherwise, if you don't as a host, people are going to turn up whenever the the hell they want. And I I, I just think it's so disrespectful. And knowing me, I'll probably go and say something to the guests and (laughs) we'll go and kick off. Um, Yeah, so So I guess from from an organized perspective, if you've set it to, say, start at 12 and finish at 3... Um, you might have other plans after, whereas if people start to run over, they could be holding you back from your, your other schedule. Mm. I've had I've seen some success with um, 
some Muslims actually trying to be on time with things as well. Like my dad, who's obviously from a previous generation, um, he's obviously a bit more relaxed, assumes things are going to be late. Um, so for Eid prayer, um, he at one point i think they were a bit relaxed so if they said that you'd pray starts at 10 30 it'll be like oh okay you know it's all right we can be a little bit late it'll be fine they're not going to start on time but then the masjid eventually they realize that people are just not turning up on time so look it's that 10 30 you're either going to pray it on time or you're just going to miss it and then i saw the stress in my dad's head we're getting ready to go for the eat prayer he's like no 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 we need to get there <laughs> well and then he starts the complaining about the masjid. like i can't believe they don't even wait one minute <laughs> it's like they pray at 10 30 on the dot they can't even wait one or two minutes if I'm like trying to find parking or whatever, you know, and I'm struggling. That's it. They've started. I'm like, Dad, just go earlier then. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just get to the masjid you know, earlier. When, when it comes to breaking iftar, we're literally watching our clock waiting exactly. for it. And it's, as soon as uh-huh. that second hits, when it's when it's something that we want, we're, we're, we're watching that clock. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so first and foremost, for everybody listening to us, have a think about your own behavior okay do a personal audit of yourself and think about things like how what's your timekeeping like when you say you're going to do something do you do it are you considerate to other people when you go somewhere okay so just these small things just bear these things in mind okay because as a community we need to be more professional just in everything we do it really really grates on me when when I see somebody behaving like that. And do, do, do you know what? If if I'm ever like that with somebody, yeah, hey, hold me to account and tell me about it, right? Um, I'm not going to have any issue with that as long as I can hold other, other people to account. So that, that was sort of the first point. The, the other thing as well is that I think there's a couple of things. So, so Shafiq, you briefly touched on it. Your dad, who's sort of first generation, right? And my parents, all of our parents, first generation immigrants to this country. But then as, as a second generation, I think what's really sad is we're kind of, we're doing the same stuff that the first generation was doing, but we're just doing it in Beamers and Mercedes and with a little bit more affluence. And I think this for me was the second point. I think this, it made me a little bit sad that as a as second generation immigrants to well not second generation but as children of immigrants to this country we've had a certain level of privilege okay we've had access to good education healthcare opportunities here okay and i just feel like we've not we may be slightly more affluent as a community as individuals but we're not really progressing forward either okay I find that there's still that kind of ghetto mentality that we still have as we become a little bit more affluent. And it's, it's funny, it reminds me, um, as long as you don't mind the language, right? But, you know, you know, you know Chris Rock, he's one of my favorite comedians, okay? He, he swears quite a lot, but he makes some very good observations, okay? So if, if that's not your cup of tea, that's fine. But Chris Rock is a stand-up comedian, and he does a brilliant segment where he talks about the difference between rich and wealth. And then he gives some examples. I mean, listen to it. It's comedy. He's, he's going he's gonna to do a way better job of explaining it than I am. But ultimately, it's about, he talks about certain types of people. And he talks about people from his community, which I won't mention anyway. But he's, he talks about rich people 
and how some people they'll get money and then they'll go and spend it on silly things okay so the money will be here today gone tomorrow and they've not invested it into the community they've not invested it into businesses okay into themselves they've not elevated themselves intellectually right in terms of education okay so it links back to the prof being professional point but you know, as a community, as we start becoming more affluent, and you know, especially now we've got a third generation, so grandchildren, great grandchildren of immigrants, and really, you know, we should be trimming some of this stuff out, this lack of professionalism, and there should be a real sense of, as we become more affluent, we should look to elevate ourselves, our level of education, our intellect, our communities. We should look at spending money and we invest it in business, invest it in businesses. Okay. Set up businesses, set up enterprises, set up organizations that then benefit other people. So the example that Chris Rock uses is that he uses the example of Bill Gates. And he says that, look, he got a bit of money. What does he do? He then goes and spends it to build his organization. He then shares that wealth with other people and makes other people very rich. So, yeah, just as a community, we should have more of a mentality that's much more longer term, much more strategic rather than just, I want that Beamer or, you know, whatever designer handbag or shoes or Gucci or bloody Armani or whatever it is, Ralph Lauren, I say, um, with my jacket. <laughs> <laughs> but just as a community, we, sh we need to become more professional and we need to think about the longer term and not just constantly thinking about now. And actually, you know what, if I've got time, we've got a few minutes. Third point as well is that we need to stop stop as a community. We need to, as a community, stop trying to shoot each other down as well, all the time, okay? Is, it's just a real shame. And you know, this sketch comedies where you've got people, um, where they parody this, where they parody yeah, two brown guys as an example, right? Yeah, two Pakistanis. And they, they, they're busy trying to trip each other up. They may both be at the same company, but they'll be harsher with each other, okay? Or tri try to trip each other up more than anybody else. And that sort of mentality, or, you know, if it comes to business, the amount of um, rival businesses that try and um, sort of uh, badmouth or leave bad reviews and try and undermine and tr dirty tactics, um, with each other so it, it, it's just such common practice and there's the example of uh, crabs as well somebody gave me this analogy he was saying that our community were like crabs as soon as one person's trying to get out so i didn't know this but apparently if you get a bucket of crabs when one crab tries to climb out all the other crabs start start to grab that crab and pull it back down they don't let the crab escape and the analogy is that us as a community are a little bit like that so we need to be more supportive of one another as well. We need to be more like ants. They work more like as a ants. real community. Yeah, they work as a real community, don't they? Is Not it? The crabs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I remember seeing a documentary where um, a particular type of ants, they to cross water, and this might be going off topic, but they actually link oh, together and they float across, making themselves into a little boat. 
as, as a group, obviously oh, wow. individually they can't do that, but as a group, they huddle together, they, they kind of, you know how you, when you make a raft, you put all the logs together and whatnot? Yeah. They basically do that with each other, and they float across and get to the other side. Wow, so wow. They work, they work as a team. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, as a community, I mean, we don't have to be completely like ants, yeah? <laughs> but, but more like ants, less like crabs. As a community, we need to stop tripping each other up. Um, as a community, we need to be more professional in everything that we do, where it leaves a good impression amongst each other, um, amongst people that aren't Muslim, just amongst everyone that we come across. And... Um, helps us become better Muslims, inshallah. Yeah, people that stick to their word and that are a good example to others. And we should think about the long term as well. So not just think about the short term and you know getting so the example Chris Rock uses is spinning rims and jewelry. So we don't want to be those people that go and buy the late just fork out a thousand pound on if you've got it and you're helping the community and whatnot, that's great. But if you're doing very little and you're more bothered about the way you look and showing off, then that's a bit of an issue. Yeah. Right. That's the first half done. We wrap that up and uh, I will hand it over to Shafiq for the second half, inshallah. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Verbal Outpost. And we'll be right back. <laughs> 